Kieran. This is episode three of the Comparison Podcast. Yeah, he's got it right. He's getting the hang of it. He's yeah, getting the get, hang of it. It's getting easy now. Uh, today, we're going to be discussing two comedic legends, Charlie Chaplin and Ricky Gervais. So obviously, as the uh, podcast is, one of them's historical, which is Chaplin. This can say one of them's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of them is dead. Yeah. Well, as a time of recording, one of them's still alive. Yeah, uh, and the other one's Mr. Ricky Gervais. So I can't remember who started last week, but who do you want to start this week? You or me? I don't know. In my head, I've got this vision that we always start with the more historical one. Okay. I don't Let's know if that's that. going to be a theme, but that's yeah. how I feel. That's fine by me. Yeah, you go. Okay. So I I've can, got. I can sit and have a drink. <laughs> yeah, you enjoy that. <laughs> so I was given the task of going to research Mr. Old Charlie Chaplin, and I'm just going to give you a little overview overview of who he was, if you do not know. So, Charlie Chaplin was probably the very first global superstar, really. Um, obviously, there's been people that was famous before that, but they were famous in history books, and it was in a time when information travelled more slowly. We've talked about it in the past. But yeah, he was the first true global superstar. We know him from his films. He was a man of contradiction. He lived in high society with fancy dinners, but he also complained about the evils of capitalism. He had a high sex drive, many lovers... Often young, maybe too young, some would say. <laughs> Did you know that, Jamie? No, <laughs> but it, it makes me laugh. So um, I, I peek behind the curtain here. We was actually going to do <laughs> Charlie Chaplin and Russell Brand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we decided yeah. against Russell Brand uh, for obvious reasons that have come to light. Well, I do think... And now you've said about the young lovers. I mean, that would... <laughs> I didn't, yeah, okay. from my research, I didn't find anything unconsensual. It all seemed above board, but well, I don't know. A great talent and uh, a movie star. Yeah. And it was the little man with a moustache in the black and white films. And I don't mean Hitler. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Well, isn't that where Hitler got the moustache from? Apparently so. Apparently yeah. a lot of people believe that Adolf Hitler... That's not going to be good for the algorithm, is it? I don't <laughs> what, know. Hitler? It's going to monitor us. <laughs> anyway. I'll have to blank that out. So <laughs> people will guess. Adolf... <laughs> How many Adolfs do you know? <laughs> uh, wasn't the Adidas guy Adolf? Adolf Adidas? I don't know, actually. I don't, yeah. I but don't. Um, back to Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Shit, I mean... <laughs> Adolf... Mm. Um, yeah, apparently so, because at the time it was deemed that he, he was a big fan of Charlie Chaplin, I reckon, and yeah. he, was, he was probably the world's most liked character, so he mm. thought he'd give him that sort of... Yeah. Just trying to trying to get off the back of Chaplin there. There's a lot of strange similarities between the two. Did you know they were born four days apart? No. They were both no. born of sort of underclass, low beginnings who went on to take basically over the world. One in yeah, wow. one in war, one in entertainment. Both of similar height, I think. <laughs> which was which? Born four days <laughs> apart. I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. I'd actually, I'd, I'd other than base knowledge of of Chaplin and thinking, oh, you know, he's an entertainer, he's movie star, he was sort of the first big one. <coughs> I think he had a studio as well, didn't he? Yep, his own studio. Um, I didn't even know what sort of time period he was in, really. Mm -hmm. So when Hitler was taking his moustache, I didn't know if it was like far removed. But learning they're actually le uh, born four days apart. Yeah, really, yeah, they were yeah. yeah identical ages, really, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay. 
What else have we got on Chaplin? Um, right, so I just thought then I'd give you a little overview of him. Um, yeah. And uh, do you want to hear a bit, a bit about his history, shall we? Go on then, let's go for it. So he was kind of born a bastard. Again with the bastards. Again morning. with the bastards. It is must be something, theme? it's not something to do with me, is it? It's something to do with the people that we're talking about. And maybe there's a theme there with um, um, lost mothers, lost lost parents and stuff like that. Because, and, yeah. it, and it comes to, I mean, we talked about with Lenin, we talked about Da Vinci, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. That sort of missing something and maybe you're trying to prove something to someone. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But it was, a bit, yeah. it was a bit of an odd case with him. It was, um, so his dad was a singer. Right. Well, no, sorry. Let me correct that. What should have been his dad was a singer. Mr. Chaplin, he was called Chaplin. Right. Okay, he went yeah. to America for a year. Yeah. For one year. He came back, his his wife had a kid. Oh, <laughs> right, born. okay. So he's like, oh, what's, what's she been doing? <laughs> no way. I mean... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm no good at math. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 that's not quite right, is it? Yeah. Doesn't, does it add up? No, I don't know. I don't does it add so. up? And yeah, it ended up... It, 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 the, it, it ruined the relationship. And um, right. yeah... Um, so this guy... But he still took his name? He still took his name, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it was... But, the, the, and that, but that relationship broke down not long after. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, well, I mean, that's maybe somewhat understandable. Absolutely. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about his mother. Go on then. Um, she was in and out of psychiatric units. She was a mad woman. And, yeah, she did finally get institutionalised to... as a. Um, Admitted as a lunatic, the uh, proper term was at the time. Yeah, well, that was the term at the time. And uh, just of my notes here, I don't know what it says about me, but I think I'm right in saying my mother said that my grandmother was admitted into a mental asylum. Oh, really? Yeah. And I know, my, I, know I don't know if she's ever going to listen to this. She's <laughs> suffered with sort of anxieties and stuff like that. I yeah, yeah. Sometimes I do, but I don't know if I'm ever going to go insane. Who knows? <laughs> as... <laughs> As of recording, no, I'm not. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could, I could really play with you now and uh, say for the benefit of the tape, <laughs> make out this whole thing has just been in your head. Yeah, just, no. just wake up and I see a care plan on the side. I'm actually institutionalised. <laughs> oh, mate, that would be uh, that would not be good. <laughs> he's doing it again. Yeah, he's, he's doing, doing his it podcast again. thing. He's just, he's just playing the game. Getting back in cell five. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's not get sidetracked too early on, yeah. shall we? Okay. That was a, <laughs> a bit of a strange stream, that was. It's already a tangent. Oh, yeah, stream. Sorry. Streams. Yeah, yeah listeners, this is the first time. We don't call them tangents. We call them streams. Yeah. We're on a river, and sometimes we go on a stream. Yes. And sometimes we, we, we can't even see the stream anymore. <laughs> uh well, let me give you a bit of an early life of Gervais then. Yeah, let's get to Gervais. So, I thought I know him fairly well mm. because I've, I've loved his work. I mean, ever since, uh, what was his, was his first thing in his office, wasn't it, 2001? Well, doesn't radio work predate that? Yeah, yeah I mean, the radio work does. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was talking the thing when I found him, yeah, yeah. When he really hit fame, I would say. Absolutely. Um so I've, I've loved him since then. Loves all his work. I think he's a great bloke. But I didn't actually know his dad is from Ontario. And where is Ontario? Canada. Canada. His dad's French Canadian. Is that right? Yeah. Gervais. 
I always thought I always thought there was a French element there. Yeah. It reminds me of Farage. Yeah, it's you know, one of those silly things that you've mm. seen the name yeah. millions of times. Absolutely. And you kind of read it. I'm obviously the English language is some bastardization of, of, of French in the past. Yeah. But you just kind of read it and you're like, oh yeah, Gervais. But David Brent comes across as the most English man you've ever <laughs> met in your life. And well, I've just seen is, I've yeah. just thought of a similarity there. Um Austin Powers, Mike Myers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, he's dad, Canadian. He's, yeah. he's, and his dad's American, I believe. No, oh, sorry, yeah. no, no. His dad's English. Right. But he's American. But when, cause no, he's Canadian. He's Canadian. Oh, is he? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the new new show he's got on Netflix? No, I haven't. It's, uh, oh, what's it called? The, Pe- the Pentaveret. And it's um, it's like an Illuminati show. Where it's, it's one of these things where he plays five, six, seven characters. I can't remember how many. Yeah. Um, similar to Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole the Pentaveret is a secret organization, but they're trying to do really good stuff. Okay, <laughs> so what? We're all like good guys. What? <laughs> yeah, we're all trying to solve global warming, uh, warming, not warming. Yeah, um, and, and stuff like that. And it's, 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 on its head. It's a pretty funny TV show, but the main characters in there are based on uh, Canadian people. Cool. But yeah, he's from Canada. Oh, okay. Because this is the sort of theme in it. Like Americans often take the piss out of Canadians. It's like they're the nicest people in the world. Ridiculously yeah, nice. Yeah, they're always like uh, you know. Though an American will run a Canadian over in a car and the Canadian will apologize. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, eh? <laughs> um, just the thing that I was getting to was, um, yeah, sometimes when you, I think probably when you find these people that um, have a, a parent of some sort of different um, nationality or something like yeah. that, they can have a better understanding of what an English person might look like yeah. and do a better portrayal of it. Because if you actually grow, grow up as one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your heart, you can't really see it. Yeah, but that that was my point. It's just yeah, not no, a very good point. It's just no, it's not a bad point. <laughs> so actually, arcing back to the war, his mm. dad, um, his dad emigrated to England. Gervais's dad, not Mike Myers. So, so did Gervais's dad? Um, did he did he fight in World War Two? Yeah, it's World and War Two. Yeah, as a Canadian, um, he, and he, then he sort of got his across, citizenship yeah. to Britain because yeah. of that. He so was allowed to get, to come over. Was he? So, so he's come across. Yeah. Excuse me. He was emigrated, uh, well, yeah, I was on foreign duty uh, during the Second World War. He met his mum during a blackout. And then they... Uh, Jesus, s- that doesn't say much about her looks, does it? <laughs> <laughs> How did you meet? Well, do you know you, your mum? In the dark, she's very attractive. <laughs> um, for the record, Your Honour, we have not seen a picture of him while I haven't, so... <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't like to comment. Absolutely not. It's a joke, Your Honor. <laughs> I know that's not legal these days, so we might get sent down for that. Yeah. Making a joke. So that that was his own life, and and I think he was just had a pretty standard sort of upbringing. You know, went to school, uh, went to college, went to university, started studying, um, and then he swapped over to philosophy, mm. which is actually something else I found. I found somewhat surprising about him mm. that he studied philosophy, but um, equally not surprising because he's quite a. Jay, Gervais reminds me of the layman's genius. Like yeah. he, he, he's like he understands these these concepts, but he's yeah. like and he likes to um, sort of go on about them a little bit, like high high society philosophical ideas. Um, well, I, I, he, I, I think, think he's yeah, he's very you know it's, it's very basic stuff, but that's good enough. You know, if he's spreading the word a little bit. Well, I think he plays on a lot of people's preconceived ideas of him that he shouldn't be as into actually I think he's a fantastically intelligent bloke I mean the stuff he's done is just great yeah um, I think he's I, very I think he's creatively he's a genius but I don't think but he's you know he's not he's no academic I think he plays on it a lot yeah. um 
I think he plays on a lot of people's that he should be mm. um, thicker than he is, mm. and, he's, and he comes back and just sort of retorts quite a lot. I mean, yeah, he can hold a, a conversation on these debates. There's a famous video with the um, oh, who's the host? Is it Stephen Colbert in America? There's a, there's a video where he's, he's like, "Oh, you're not resolute in your atheism," and he just goes on to explain, "Well, you know, there's three thousand gods." Yeah. So you don't believe in 2,999 gods. Mm. I just don't believe in 3,000. Yeah. So yeah. I am. It's just, it's, it's, religion is the same as atheism. Yeah. So just because you believe in one god and I believe in no gods, yeah. you know, that doesn't kind of make sense until you prove it to me. And once you prove it, we're fine. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, that's a pretty smart argument. I think something that goes on about religion as well is like, the onus is on you to prove religion to me. I don't need to just believe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. prove it like that. And it's like, you know, <coughs> oh, absolutely. he believes in rationality. You know, we can't just believe in something for the sake of it just because you say it. No. You know, no. where's your rationale? Where's your science? Yeah. When it backed up. Oh, I want to I want to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, I get that, definitely. Um, let's go back to Chaplin then. So he's had his bit of an upbringing. Where do we get to with that? So, um... Charlie, at this point of his life, he's very young. I think he's probably about 15, 16, and he's estranged from his parents. One, because his mother is strange. She's gone to a mental asylum. And the other, because I think his dad died at the age of 37. I believe it was around the time of the time of him being about that age. And so he joins a company called The Speechless Comedians. Um, it's very pantomime. Um, out of Victorian Britain, you know, I don't know if you know what a pantomime is, if you're American, if you're listening... I don't really know how to describe a pantomime. It's um, it's like a it's a jokey it's a jokey play. Well, yeah, I, I think they're quite important for English culture. Though. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, um, it's a bloody good. Have you been to a pantomime lately? Punch and Judy. What's Punch and Judy? That's not a pantomime, is it? Or is it a pantomime? Pump, puppet pantomime. I don't know. I don't know if it's pantomime or not. Pan, fucking weird. How weird is pump, pump and uh, Pump and Judy? Pump and Ju- <laughs> I've never pumped a have, Judy. Have you ever watched that film? <laughs> <laughs> No, have you been to a pantomime lately? No. I think the last... No, it wasn't even a pantomime. I went to my little sister's Christmas show once, maybe four or five years ago. So I went to a pantomime last year uh, in Lincoln, Mm -hmm. which is local to us. Probably not local to you if you're listening. Um, Kerry Katona was on. (whistles) And I was sat three, four rows from the front, and she picked on me the whole show. Did she? Yeah. What did she pick on you for? How uh, could she pick on you? Well, no, she wasn't really picking on me. She just kept pointing me out was she being as the sexy man with the beard. Oh, okay. And I was thinking, please stop now. <laughs> <laughs> I've come here to enjoy myself. The no, sexy no, was, man with a beard. It was all good fun. It it sounds good, good to fun. me. I can't remember what it was. It? I think it was Cinderella. Ladies and gentlemen, this guy said he got picked on. He got picked on by called, being called a sexy man all night. Well, I, mean, I don't know yeah. what that tells us about Jamie. <laughs> well, when she's pointing out to everyone and they're getting that sort that of That you're light, sexy. The light's pointing out. Wow. <laughs> it's tongue-in-cheek, isn't it? Tongue-in-cheek. You can't please some people. <laughs> anyway, I distracted from... He joined a pantomime troupe. He joined, he joined a pantomime troupe that was travelling around, touring around England. And his brother was the star, really. Little Charlie. Apparently a little bit standoffish. So is this an older brother? An older brother. Ah, oh, okay, okay. I believe. Yeah. And what had happened was an opportunity come to go to America. Um, it's maybe like a side, maybe a sister company of the act, I don't know. Right. Um, and they want someone. You know, we can't send our main star, something, uh-huh. something chaplain. 
we'll send we'll send little Charlie. Ah, okay. And uh, he never lived back in England again. Really interesting, that isn't it? Yeah, opportunities yeah. sometimes yeah, no. how they can come up like that. Yeah, and the fact that this his brother was the more talented and the more renowned at the time. Yeah, yeah. But the opportunity came to Charlie. Well, he's just he's just, he's just grabbed it with both hands, hasn't he? Absolutely. He's just, he's just gone. You know, I'm gonna go out here and I'm gonna do something with it. Well, yeah, you can't fault him for that, can you? I'm gonna talk to you about that actually, which I find very interesting. Now comes the image of Chaplin that we all know. Yeah. It's so. Is this a little? Is it a bowl? What, what are you thinking? Hat, what are you it? thinking when you're thinking Charlie Chaplin? Just I'm thinking, yeah, a little walk like yeah. a penguin. This is an audio podcast, here. <laughs> so you, you can't just do things and expect people to know what you're doing. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? <laughs> For anybody listening, he's moving side to side right kind now. Of like showing his pecs oh. off, <laughs> showing those beautiful pectorals. Uh, no, the uh, the swinging of the cane. Yep. And the, the you, well, you the, explain it to me. The swinging of the cane. I'll tell you what it really is. Is it a bowler hat? Is it a bowl? I, I think it's so, a bowler yeah, hat, I isn't so, it? Yeah. I, mean, I get confused. I'm, it's definitely not a fedora. That's a different mm. type of hat. I think it's a bowler hat, isn't it? Okay. And the, the little tash yep. and the sort of um, oh, what do they call it when you when your feet are spread out instead of walking? Like penguin feet, not pigeon. They call it pigeon yeah. toed if you're in. Yeah, penguin. Where your feet sort of point outwards I've instead always, of I've always straight called it penguin feet. Yeah. And that sort of thing, and, and, and black and white as well. So what this guy is, is what we, we known as the Tramp. The Tramp. That's, that's the character, the Tramp. Yeah, yeah. Which essentially is a drunk. Drunk Tramp. This okay. sort of, and he has a sort of, the, this weird sophistication about him, doesn't he? Is, it, is this why there's so many homeless drunk Tramps? Is, is Tramp? <laughs> aspiring to be Chaplin. <laughs> yeah. They watch too many black and white films <laughs> of Chaplin and thought, you know, that's what you got to do. You know when you're a teenager and you get into music, yeah. you're like, oh yeah, now yeah. I'll start dressing like him. Yeah. Maybe these people are just like, you know what, I'm, I'm not yeah. even, I don't even like drinking. I'm just going to do it because <laughs> I want to be like Chaplin. <laughs> I like that idea, yeah, maybe. Just irrelevance. They actually, they actually go Tramp. home, they go home of an evening to their beautiful house <laughs> and their beautiful wife and their beautiful <laughs> car. It's just, a, it's just an image, man. <laughs> it's just a lifestyle. <laughs> And, uh, well, and this act, it just, it was massive in, yeah. in the United States. It just, it was, they'd never seen anything like it. The, these kind of acts were more sort of, um, more popular, more uh, happening in England. Um, but in America, it, just, it was something new to them. They'd never seen it. This kind of, this pantomime, this act, this yeah, jokiness, yeah. Like, you know, the, the well, com- comedy with, comedy with your body, which kind of reminds me of Jim Carrey. Well, again, again, this well goes back down to, um the speed of, of, of entertainment and communication we were talking about before is now if something is in, I mean, especially with YouTube and stuff, if something is in England, it's in America within an hour. Yeah. Whereas, you know, and, and the, again, goes back to John Lennon we were talking about <coughs> in the last episode is they used to wait on the docks for the vinyl records to come in from America. And like th- that, that is just a different world. Yeah. Now a song can be released at midnight in America, mm-hmm. and it is played on breakfast radio. Yeah, absolutely. It is, it's just, and, it, and again, so this is what coming back to Chaplin, you were saying he's gone over there and done something completely different to them. That's just a trope in England. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my god, this yeah. is this is so new. Yeah, and it just wouldn't happen now. It just would no, it not wouldn't happen. happen. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And which is, I think, I think this is a part of the shame of. I don't know if it's a shame. The world is going to all become one culture. 
in a hundred, two hundred years from now, which no. is going to be, I, I honestly believe it. I mean, if you just no, look at the I, spread I, of capitalism, stuff like that, like um, we're all just going to be, we're all just going to be probably speaking English and it's just, we're just all going to be carbon copies of each other. No, nah, I, I would disagree with that. Really? Respectfully, obviously, because no. this is a comparison podcast and we don't argue. We don't argue. We just tell each other we're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> 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 no, no. I, I, I genuinely, it's Western eastern culture mm-hmm. for me anyway and, and strangely enough australia what about the slavic what about the russians well yeah i mean we don't talk about russians okay not on the comparison yeah. podcast <laughs> we'll do that another day actually yeah. who could we compare putin to we will get more political maybe <laughs> maybe maybe not i don't see. know depends um no but I, I do think yeah western western society and cultures are becoming very much amalgamated absolutely and it's when i was in australia it was a bit weird obviously ex-english <laughs> colony um but i find it very american when i was in australia did you yeah i mean even down the whole to, world's gone that way well even down to the money it's all books i mean obviously it's dollars but they call it books which i don't, know if, I don't know if you know the um etymology is that the right word etymology is, is the word words in it yeah. it's, the, it's the word of like yeah, how a word came from I don't know if the, the etymology of books books yeah, give books. me a second give me one second and this is probably not going to be good for a podcast given time a man time to think yeah let's go for it is there was it is it an onomatopoeia where something like is the sounding of the sound isn't that no. nothing to do with that no I don't know what's book why, where does, what's the etymology of so and this is completely anecdotal. I've not researched it. It's just off the cuff. Um, they used to trade in uh, books, as in male deer, isn't it? A male deer is a mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. So they used to trade in the skins of books. Right. So their money used to be books, as in book skin. So it is B-U-C-K-S. So they used to trade in books. So that's why they call the dollars books. Ah. So give me a couple of books. So you should give me... Give I've me got something really sad to tell you here. Do you know when you just <laughs> told the whole story? Yeah. I thought he was talking about the etymology of, do you know, books? Yeah. Like f- things we read? No. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, I meant the etymology of, of why <laughs> they call the, the it The American books. term for yeah. books for money. Uh, oh, that's okay. a complete tiny. So chaplains we, in America, we've got, though. We're on a stream there. Right, let, me just, <laughs> let me just get my... Let me I get, need to stop saying tangent. Let me get my... Uh, what do you call him? My paddle's out. I'm yeah. going back, back onto the river. <laughs> right. right back to Charlie in. Chaplin. Um, do you know what I want to do at this point? And I don't know if this is going to work or not. And if you okay. would be, want to do it or not. Well, I don't know what it is. So how can I judge if I wanted to do it or not? It would mean pausing the podcast for a moment. Okay, we can pause. And I thought anyone cut. listening should do the same if you really want to get into this podcast with us. Okay. And we're all going to watch, if you guys are interested as well, you know, because we we've all got YouTube on our phones or if you're on a laptop, you can just press pause. Go on, click onto YouTube, type in Charlie Chaplin film and I believe it's the first one that comes up and it's the one about the lion. I think it's called... So we're typing in Charlie Chaplin film into YouTube. Yeah. And we're watching The Lion. Yeah, it's the one within The Lion Cage. Okay. Let's go watch it. Are you pausing the podcast? Right, and we'll me and you watch podcast. it. And we'll come back and you will say what we think about it. All right. We'll be back right after a word from our sponsor. 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 So, spoiler alert, there isn't any sponsor. That was just a, a very poor joke of mine. Boo. <laughs> but we did go and watch the, 
Really go and watch The Lion Cage on YouTube with Charlie Chaplin. What did you yeah, think? Yeah, I was I, I was convinced, and I said this while we were watching it, that line is tranquilized. Um, and if you've watched it, you, you'll probably think the same. But if you haven't watched it, um, it gets up. The line gets up. <laughs> I just want to mention, like... We can watch this film with our 21st century eyes, and we've, you know, we've all seen Fight Club, and we've seen yeah. Marvel films like that. But can you imagine at the time of recording, this was so novel? Oh, this yeah, this was so yeah, new. Yeah. These concepts. I mean, the thing that struck me was the way the woman looks at the camera. Yeah, interacting yeah. with the audience in that moment. That, I mean, that would not be filmed now. That they, they, they would not film that now with him in the cage with a lion. Oh, I see what you mean. And, like and then when he, safety and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. When he pokes through with the tiger. No. And there's many, many of his films that are groundbreaking in these kind of ways. Yeah. It's actually in there with a lion. There's one where um, something falls. I believe it's Charlie Chaplin. I didn't see this in, the, uh, in my research, actually, but I think I've seen it in the past. Something f- like something falls. All right, uh, yeah. Like, the, like a, the front of a building. Right. And they've, they've, put hit, they've situated him perfectly where the window is. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah, he yeah. doesn't get hit. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, yeah, I've I seen that. I've seen that, yeah. Check that out. It could not be Charlie. It might not be Charlie Chaplin, but I yeah. believe it is. Um, but the if you did watch it, it's 1928. It's nearly 100 years ago. Yeah, that, yeah, it's just crazy. And I said while I was watching it, can you imagine when this came out in the cinemas, whether you're using in England, America, or any other part of the world at the time? Yeah. That might have been the very first time you'd ever even caught a glimpse of a lion and what one actually looks like. Yeah. Unless it had been a picture, maybe. In, in, in motion. In motion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would say so, yeah. And can I ask one question? You can ask as many questions as you like. At the comparison podcast? Yeah. Was it entertaining? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It's entertaining, isn't it? It was entertaining. In a sort of Mr. Bean sense. Yeah, oh, no, I mean, yeah, I never even thought about that. Mr. Bean um, we don't is, is, I mean, not the modern equivalent. Mr. Bean's quite old, but that physical comedy where nothing is said. That's it. That's the key. It's, 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 I mean, Mr. Bean's absolutely quality. Really good TV show. Do you know that's why he's famous, probably? Why he's famous globally? Because you don't need to speak English to understand Mr. No, Bean, no. do you? No, no, no. So it became a success all over the world. Yeah. Exactly like Mr. Chaplin. Yeah, and it, it is. It's it's that physical comedy where they can portray so much of their acting. I know we keep arcing back about other episodes, but I did say in episode two about Harry Styles. I think his acting, without any volume turned up, is pretty good. Mm. Talking, yeah. Listen to episode two and you'll find out what I said about that. That's a little tease. No, but it is a ma- it is a massive part of it, and and the Chaplin in there is really yeah. It's and I think it's a beautiful it. form of entertainment. Yeah, just the physicalness, the body, like because everything's so it's the it's the count it's the it's the absolute antithesis to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Do you know I mean, this is just pure words. Yeah, but there's so many words out there these days. Yeah, everyone's got an opinion. Yeah. Everyone's got an opinion. Everything's speech, 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 and it's dangerous speech sometimes when you get too much words in your head. Just to actually sit back, watch, and just watch some physical comedy and someone interacting with the world. It's like something uh, cathartic about it, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know, in sort of sense. No, it is. It's, it was groundbreaking stuff at the time, and it's still yeah. it's still fairly relevant nearly 100 years later. I tell you what, the first experience I had with Charlie Chaplin was I was in a care home. Um, I don't know if you guys want to know. <laughs> was I, I wasn't one of the residents. I wasn't... <laughs> I wasn't residing there. I was doing some work. This is something I've done a lot through my life. I've done, looked after a lot of people in care. And um, yeah, long story short, we I put, it, I put it on the TV. I went, Charlie Chaplin on YouTube like that. Yeah. A few residents in there. And it blew me away. This was about four years ago. And I was like, bloody hell, these are good films. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, oh, it's entertaining. Yeah. As I tell you what, actually, in in a public place or, or a public viewing, there would be good things to watch because there is no sound. There would be what in a, in, a, in a bar or something. Yeah, yeah, you could sit in a bar. Can you imagine that? And in everyone a bar? else is going on, and you're just in a booth or something. It, yeah, that's the way it would go. Absolutely. Do you want to go to Gervais for a bit? Yeah, let's go back onto Gervais. So, as far as we've got at the minute, well, not the minute, a few minutes ago, he was, yeah, studying philosophy. Have you ever heard of the band Suede? Suede? Hmm. Yeah, old rock English band? Yeah, Suede. he was the manager of Suede for a while. Tedious Link, do you know Richard Osman? Is that the guy that does Pointless and he's now a novelist? Yeah. Right, Whodunits. Yeah, I really want to read those books. Apparently, they're really good. I love whodunits. But I've, I've also got a pile of books that I haven't read. Anyone who likes them kind of books, what go back to the 1920s and 30s. The whodun- that was the golden era of whodunits. Yeah. Was Agatha, Agatha Christie. Christ- Agatha Christie. Yeah. Um, but there's some of the great authors. Yeah. I love a whodunit. Yeah. I don't um, want to go too much into a stream here, but um, <laughs> honestly, um, something I think I loved, I loved literature more around that time. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. more... Innocent in a sense, because yeah, it, it relies re, relies so much now on grittiness and just horribleness. To be honest, but well, in back then it was just more. You know, you get your murder, but it won't be like well, ridiculously yeah, descriptive. And you know, what I think, and I think this is this is a dead cert. Mm-hmm. There's only so many stories to be told. Yeah, right. There and is. are we getting towards a stage now where we're retail? Re- and actually, well, I this think that's a- always been the case. This arcs back really well onto Gervais, which is a point I want to get back onto later. Mm-hmm. But you're retelling stories now, just with slightly like, there's this really, fu- really funny video of this guy who explains that J.K. Rowling isn't all she cracks up to be, and that Harry Potter is just a, uh, a rip-off of Star Wars. And this guy goes into detail and explains it. And it's like some guy, some kid, who um, realises he's got potential in a mystical force like that's Luke Skywalker yeah that's Harry Potter all these he's all got the, two friends all these epic fantasies have the same <laughs> ingredients yeah yeah, well, it's the same stories anyway down the street Richard Osman so who's on it that's where we were so Richard Osman's brother was in Suede as well very small world Is I just it? thought that was an interesting fact I think um, it's just who you know in this world do you know what I mean so the people yeah. that we know who are famous today They'll have a brother, a cousin, or they'll know somebody close and that got them into the industry. You know, it's all size tight so. knit. So he's he's also been on the radio yeah. doing XFM. Mm. And I didn't know this until I researched. Who do you think he met at XFM? Who do you think he hired as his assistant at XFM? I'm going to say Carl Pilkington. That was the second stint of XFM. Uh, at XAM. Steve Merchant. Uh, like XAM. Yeah, XFM, not XAM. They were all there, weren't they? Yeah. Why are you struggling with XFM? I don't know. It's a bloody letter. XAM. <laughs> XAM. It's not XAM. XFM. Um, no, he had to hire his, an assistant, and the first CV he found was Stephen Merchant. Like, See, this is on. what I just said a minute. <laughs> Do you know what I just said a minute ago about people who are famous and in the industry, yeah. stuff like that? Like, it, so much in life is just about who you know, or just the first person. Come on. Yeah. Well, that, that's how the story goes. But probably. He, we, talk, like we, talk, we talked about this with Lennon and McCartney. These Merchant and, and Gervais, I, I think we're pretty much meant to meet. I don't believe in fate all too much, but I also believe certain things happen for a reason. And those two. Well, do you think if they didn't meet, do you think we wouldn't know them today? I think that's probably the case, isn't it? Um, 
because sometimes two people just come together. I know I mentioned it in that other podcast. And yeah, yeah. Um, it creates fire. Yeah, yeah. Potentially like me and you doing the comparison podcast. Hopefully. Just after 10 years of not speaking, it just... I think I think more so, and I, I, I didn't agree with this with Lennon and McCartney because I think they're both supremely talented and they would have always written amazing songs. But I think with Merchant and Gervais, maybe so. Maybe they, if they'd not met, they wouldn't have been as famous as they were. I think um, I, I personally like to write and I've always done it very in an isolated manner, but I can imagine... If you're writing a comedy and you're sitting down at a table with a friend yeah. and you start firing them ideas off each other, yeah, yeah. it just creates. It just creates. Because then it's just like, well, imagine then this happened, and yeah. then imagine then that happened. If you didn't have that second person to do it, it, yeah. it just you probably wouldn't go that far. But it has to be the right person, doesn't it? Absolutely. Like it's all right getting on with them, but they've got to be funny as well. But yeah, so that, that's, so that's where so that's where he, <laughs> yeah, that's where he met Stephen Merchant, and then yeah, he's gone off. They've wrote, obviously, The Office, and that's just absolutely exploded. Pure genius, isn't it? it How good it, is that? Well, it was... I mean, obviously, you got Spinal Tap. How old was we was when, the, when The Office came out? I remember, was it school, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, so it was 2001. I remember sort of seeing out. it, but it was one of the things, and it was of a time when... It was good at the time, yeah. but just as the, as, the, as the next two or three years go by, and people start watching it on DVD, and it starts yeah, getting yeah. spread around, it's like... This is really good. Did you see this? Well, again, this is the the slow burn of the early two thousands. Yes, and it's now it's it's it can just be uh, as soon as it's on Netflix. It's always you, accessible. Well, if you wanted to watch it on repeat from day dot, you can watch it on Netflix or iPlayer. Back then, it was obviously on TV mm-hmm. once a week. Yeah, um, you maybe get a repeat. Yeah, it was so uh, hard to find. Get, you know, yeah, you know, but you could you just get lost into into obscurity? And you'd have um, to wait for the DVD to come out and then watch it. I mean, the DVD. Did rem- you know? Um, sorry to interrupt. No, no, um, go for it. This is exactly how Shawshank Redemption became big. You know, it was almost a box office flop. I don't know. It, it almost broke even at the cinema. It's okay. Regarded right now as one of the greatest films ever made. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Personally, it probably is my favorite film ever oh, it's made. A fantastic film. Yeah. It got big. It it had a lot of competition that year. Yeah. yeah, I think Pulp Fiction, Jurassic Park, and Forrest Gump. Was that Forrest that Gump. Did we mention this in the last podcast that it all came out in the same year? Yeah, there's a so lot of good ones. A lot of competition, out. but the Shawshank Redemption. So it, it and it was a it was a prison film, and it, had, and it was against all them films. Yeah, didn't do too well, but it was just through that slow burn of DVDs, people, word of mouth that yeah, this yeah. is fucking good. Go watch it. I mean, it would have been VHS back in then, wasn't it? Yeah, it would have been, wouldn't it? It'd been on film, people taking out the blockbusters. Yeah. So obviously The Office came out. And they've just gone massive with that. Very funny. Was it instantaneous? And I mean, I, I think I said it. Was it, was it I don't know. I, th- I think it was pretty. Because I think know. I just said a minute ago that it was quite a big time. But yeah, I, 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 it I, I, came I, to me two, three years later when someone gave me the DVD set. Well, no, but I think it's one of those that starts getting more and more quoted as people... Mm. This is what I was getting to. It enters more into the zeitgeist. Well, being able to repeatedly watch it. Like, I wouldn't be able to quote anything if I watched an episode once. But once... I mean, I remember going to the cinema, seeing a film, and having to wait, like, six months for the DVD to come out, something silly like that. Mm. Whereas now it's like... Even... I don't know if you noticed. I noticed this fairly uh, frequently, is I'll see a film... And I'll go in the supermarket like two weeks later mm. and it's already on DVD. Yeah. And they're very quick to turn it around now because oh. of the streaming services and yeah. stuff. 
Whereas then they used to absolutely Sometimes you feel it, like these industries, they're like sort of going down an empty stream that's going to go nowhere and they just need to go like, right, we just need to put this straight on streaming services. Is that how it's going to go? Yeah, yeah, it will do. Yeah, well, depends if these strikes go the way they do. Yeah. Well, it, it, said, it says here they got little fanfare or attention for the first episodes, but yeah. it's word of mouth repeats and DVDs that help spread the word. Talking about talking right here we go. I've got it. I've got the concept of the comparison podcast. So we just watched that um, Charlie Chaplin film. Yeah, and I talked about the novel novelty of it all. The yeah. new, new concept, wasn't it? This yeah. sort of like this sort of fly on the wall sort of concept of the way they filmed the office. Yeah, yeah. it was groundbreaking. It was new. Um, a couple oh, yeah. of people had t- uh, sort of. Um, tinkered with this sort of format i think it's mm. spinal tap spinal we could tap, say that yeah. was a sort of um but again it's this kind of which is a bit strange because that film was released quite many years before that yeah yeah but well, so that, that but the world a, didn't really take it on that was a rockumentary rockumentary <laughs> turn it up to 11 <laughs> yeah. sorry but this one goes to 11 <laughs> that's better. that's a better quote that's yeah. a better fucking no, well, way to well, it. why don't you make 10 the loudest and then just let it go up to 10 this one goes up to 11. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so it's good. brilliant. I mean, yeah, it's another, we're getting down a stream again. You showed me that but film you, when we was like, I? yeah, when I was like, was 20 years old yeah. and you, 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 you lent me it. Oh, I remember. It's, it's a fantastic film. I absolutely love it. I need to watch it again. But you know, the, um, the drummer, I can't remember what the drummer is called. Something Smalls, I think. But he plays like quite a lot of voices in The Simpsons. And really? Has done for years and years. Yeah, yeah. It's also in, it's in Wayne's World and is the, um, I think it's called Handsome Dan or something in Wayne's World. It's like this little ugly man. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got like his beautiful radio voice. Really? And they're, they're, yeah, they make him do all sorts of stuff on the radio. It's quite funny. But nice. yes. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? Harry Shearer. Harry ha- Shearer. Harry Shearer. That's Homer yeah. Simpson, isn't it? No, no, it's Dan Castellaneta. Oh, poor played. Harry Shearer plays, he plays a few different ones. Can't remember. Who play. He plays quite a lot of voices yeah. in The Simpsons. Who's most is like? To... I don't know why we're talking. I don't know why we're going on this. This no, is a stream. Here, this we're... is a this is a fucking this is further than stream. But yeah, but we love uh... we love this. So let's get back in the river. Let's get back to the river. We, we stay with Gervais for a bit longer. I just want to run down the things he's done in terms of TV. Go on. So if I've done extras, <gasps> uh, do you know uh, what? He's done The Office and he's gone to extras. Right. I should have cut that out. <laughs> it's gone to extras. <laughs> We're not cutting anything out. No, no. This is this, a pure manifestation of rolls. our brains and our yeah. thoughts. Can I just say, I love the I love extras. Yeah, it's for me. It's more so laugh out loud than The Office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very different. Yeah, yeah. But just the awkwardness and the scenes in the off and the extras just make me howl. You know what I really, really, really respect for Gervais is everything is different, and he doesn't ride any wave for very long always ride the wave well you know i'm on about i'm on about i'm on about the wave of life i'm on about the wave of life but i mean this is true let's let's hark back to the office for a second the american office went for something ridiculous like what nine seasons Mm -hmm. i I, I don't know if it was one of those i mean a lot of the american shows is like 20 episodes a season or something yeah the americans go all crazy but i think the office in england was what two maybe three seasons two seasons two seasons what six episodes each season and it, and it's just gone that that that's done that's done i mean done. obviously he's arced back to brent recently you know what? And stuff, i just thought something then What's um that? in britain we do 
have had historically we just churn things out quicker yeah. and one of my favorite sayings ever is um by Jimi hendrix where he said um because he came to britain to make it big he said we have fast ears yeah because we had we had a number one you know it was a number one song every other week do you know what i mean in, yeah, britain. Yeah. in america what you'd do you'd release an album and then you would tour the country big place you'd talk and it'd be a slow build yeah, yeah. in britain we had I guess because we're maybe a smaller country, yeah, so that information yeah. travel quicker. That you know, we had this, we had this top, the top of the pop sort of thing. Didn't we? we had the number, what was number one next week? What's number one next week? We always yeah, wanted yeah. the next song. Always quicker on. ears. Um, I mean, so what was I getting to there? What was, that, what was my original point about the quicker ears? The, the office, the American office went for nine seasons. Yeah, so the Americans <laughs> seem to have a longer sort of sustenance, uh, sustenance to stay on the same thing. Yeah. But in the Britain, we want the next, the next thing, the next thing. So it's done extras, which I personally love massively. Was it? No, no, it wasn't. The, Liam Neeson wasn't in extras. Liam Neeson was in... Uh, Life's Life too, too short, and that scene is absolutely hilarious. That is one of the best. And he is uh, obviously written for Liam Neeson. Yes. But he really hits a nail on the head when he's, he's talking about the various things. And if you haven't seen it, go to YouTube and watch it. Very funny. And he's talking about he's talking about murder or whatever it was. Or was it, was it rape, maybe? And he's like, well, it's not very funny, Lee. He's like, well, how does he get away with it? Sort of pointing at Ricky Gervais. He's like, we don't, we don't, know. We don't know. We don't know. We just, we don't know. We don't know. I he don't just know. gets away with it, which he does. And I think it's because everyone knows he's not that bad of a guy. Can I mention my favourite scene in Extras? Go on then. It's the Ian, Mc Ian McKellen scene. Say Ian, say Ian, Ian say Ian. Ian. Wizard, you shall not! <laughs> Cut! Say Ian, say Ian, But say my favourite part of that scene is not that moment, it's the, I mean, that's the climax of the scene, but yeah. the scene where he goes, yeah, does he just like, he just puts his pen down, and he goes, and he looks a bit frustrated, just, why am I so great? <laughs> what, oh, pardon, what? <laughs> just, I think uh, actually this, uh, we could do a whole podcast on extras because I'm just remembering uh, loads now uh, the yeah. uh, the Daniel Radcliffe one where he pulls out the Johnny and goes uh, it's like if you open it's like ready for action <laughs> <laughs> honestly guys anyone listening to this episode um and a lot of people haven't seen extras. It's just sort of one that goes under the um, it was under the radar. It was under the radar a bit. And um, honestly, go watch it. I think there's two seasons or two series, as we call it in Britain. Yeah. And um, it's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. It's, it's got celebrities in it. Yeah. It's, it's genius. Well, you see, that was so far removed. Again, pushing the creative boundary is getting these celebrities to say and do things that just so out of character but under their own name yeah so I remember there's, there's, there's uh, Kate Winslet who's dirty talking on the phone or she's trying to teach someone how to dirty talk on the phone like, this is uh, Kate Winslet from Titanic this yeah. um, the nation's darling yeah and she's there going oh yeah and she's doing all this stuff with her mouth <laughs> 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 like, but she, I think she says a line something like oh, I, oh yeah do it I'll do a I'll do a holocaust film That'll get me an Oscar. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> she, as she cracks out a fag. Yeah. <laughs> a cigarette, is, if this, you're wondering. This is the, uh, this is the, just how he got these people to do it. It's just, it's just crazy. I think an absolute great opportunity. If you, if you was a celebrity at that time. Yeah. Sort yeah. of, you know, un, not undersell, I don't know, but you know what I mean? Make yourself look a bit silly and just. No, yeah. yeah. But he gets away with it and he gets celebrities to do it. But I don't know. He's got something special for sure. Let's hear a little bit more about your man. So, he's took over the world, essentially. 
he's been releasing films. He's so we're talking about Hitler now. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you should say that actually. Um, no, he's absolutely huge. He's been releasing films. His his art has taken over the world. Yeah. Um, but he's a recluse. Um, he sees a crowd of people once, and um, I think he's on a train, and there's a, there's a crowd of people waiting for him in a certain American city. And he said, um, paradoxically, it was the first time he really noticed his fame because they say it was a different time. Potentially, if it was now, you'd 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 feel the fame almost inst- instantaneously, yeah. wouldn't you? But it was a different time, and he was his films were getting absolutely huge. And he was traveling to this to city, and there was a crowd waiting for him at a train station, huge crowd. And he said, paradoxically. It made him feel alone, very alone. Really? Yeah. Well, because he's he's what, so, I under- iso- I can understand so isolated that. in a foreign country, or no? I can't. I, no, I think what he's talking about is. So, you're not part of the crowd, are you? You're the one being looked at. You're the circus freak. You're yeah. the difference. You're yeah. the one that's alone. Does that make sense? Yeah, that that makes. I mean, I've never ever, strange. I've All never ever th- ever considered that, but that makes perfect sense. The loving admiration that's coming your yeah. way is love and thinking, oh, but you're the you're the freak. You're the different one. Yeah, no, I, I can understand that. I think that's what he means when he said that. Yeah, he, yeah, I, I can see him. At this point, he starts around. to get artistic control over his films. Yeah. So he basically, I think he's basically set up his own studio, but he's basically directing his own films now. He's in control. He's very apparently a very hard man to work for. There's talks of doing hundreds of shoots. Yeah. Hundreds of shoots, and he had to get it correct. But this is the genius. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they talk about now, and, and it's days and days and days and days of filming just to get one scene correct. So you can understand it. Absolutely. And these films are going to be seen all over the world. And I believe that he had the time and the money. So in his sort of mind, it was like, we're not on a tight schedule. I think by today's standards, actually, you are on a bit of a tight schedule because everything's mm. money, 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 time is money. Yeah. But back then, he was like, no, 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 we're getting this right. Can, can you imagine what his brother's thinking at this point? <laughs> <laughs> what, sitting in some dingy pub in London. I fucking told you, Joe, I should have gone. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? No, nah, 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 you're all right. Fucking Charlie's over there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why he's from Yorkshire all of a sudden. <laughs> Give me another fucking whiskey. <laughs> I'm down doing pantomime, getting two bob. If I hear another word about <laughs> fucking Charlie Chaplin. We've got our accents all over the place. Don't know what accent I'm doing. No. Disgruntled British man from 1930. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm, I'm just quickly looking at my notes now. Was, was there any awards in Charlie Chaplin's period? I think they came a little bit later. Yeah. Um... What I'm just going to mention now is that, because I just want you to, to, to know where we are in his story, I'm, we're in World War One times. Okay. I believe. Yeah. It's very early on his career. I think I've got that right. <laughs> I hope I've got that right. What year are we talking? Just check. He's like, so in my notes that he's, yeah, he's he's going around America. He's going around. Ah, uh, yeah, it is, it is World War One. We're in World War One, and he's going around America, and he does some fundraising. Yeah, for World War One, um, and it doesn't go down well in his native country of Britain. Well, he's raising funds. Well, what in it America. is is that he's in America. He's absolutely a superstar, and he's having a yeah. fun. 
he's having fun in America and in America they're doing these fundraisers to help out for the war. Um, but it's like, imagine from a British point of view, two Americans who did get involved in World War One at the end of it, it was like, but it was a very different thing. It was a kind of like, a, I don't know how to put it, but in Britain it was very visceral, wanted very real. I mean, the loss of the war would mean the loss of everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're looking, and so from a British point of view, they're looking at the man who's basically the biggest star on the planet and be like, Charlie, where are you? Do you know what I mean, you're not doing enough for us. Do you know what I mean? Like, come on. And I think they, and, and the British press didn't like him. They went, they turned really? on him. Yeah, they turned on him a little bit. So I'm, I'm surprised by but, that. But he helped out in his own way because um, his films were projected apparently on, um, you know, as, as, as the soldiers lied, laid hurt in, in the um, in the war. They, 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 his films were projected on the ceilings, do you know what I mean? Um, oh, I mean, in hospitals. So there's no stuff. talk of ever bringing him back because I think. Um, to fight to his conscription into yeah, to yeah. fight for Britain, it was um, it was like someone in government was like, no, let this man, he's providing comedy to the world. Yeah, he's, yeah. Very, he's doing his bit. But, yeah, I mean, there's a bit strange, strange, strange thing that I thought. That, that's absolutely huge, isn't it? You, absolutely, you, you've got to yeah. be, you've got to yeah. be something for that to happen. So Britain wasn't very keen on him at that time. Yeah, he married, was very, very big in America. Well, no wonder he never moved back then. Yeah, he's just. Uh, He's not. He's not wanting to get back because no one wants him. No one wants me, darling. <laughs> Do we need to go into a bit more of um, Chaplin? Yeah, go on. You give me a bit more. So we can just describe him as a global phenomenon. Yeah, I can say that right. And he he, he takes a shine to Bolshevism. Do you know what Bolshevism is, Jamie? No, but I want to know what Bolshevism is. So I have heard this somewhere else. But I kept hearing it uh, on something where I should have known what Bolshevism was. I've always struggled with the concept of Bolshevism a little bit. Even yeah. I consider myself very, you know, quite historically astute. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, Bolshevism, it's essentially the first carnation of um, communism, I believe. And I right. think Bolshevism, please comment, please comment in the comment section if this is completely wrong. It was the um, the... More a reference to the political party of the first creation of communism. Yeah. Communism is more the philosophy. But he starts right. to um, take a bit of a shine to that. Um, and what I want to talk about is... There's a contradiction there, isn't there? Because Charlie Chaplin is at the top of the world in America, in yeah. this country that is... Philosophy is capitalism. Yeah, yeah. He's living the high life. Yeah. But he starts to lean towards communism isn't there so i like the phrase champagne champagne socialist is he a oh. bit of a one of them i don't know you've done the research you tell me is he a champagne socialist yes or no absolutely <laughs> there he is but he's uh, he likes the philosophy he yeah. understands the philosophy he's probably read karl marx and it's like oh, that's nice and we can all read karl marx and go that is nice well but in reality <laughs> I don't know. I think capitalism's failing us a bit at the minute, though. Is this, are we talking about super capitalism now, like we talked about the other day, I think? Yeah, I mean, have we talked about it on privately or in a podcast? The thing is, we're not all shoveling shit and struggling for food, are we? No, no. So capitalism probably did its job. Yeah. This is getting very heavy. This is getting heavy. 
<laughs> is, this for, is this for the comparison episode? Episode three with Ricky Gervais and Charlie Chaplin talking about so the, the absolute crooks of capitalism. On serious episodes. <clears throat> I think me. that's a bit too heavy. On serious episodes, we get comedic. On comedic episodes, we get serious. No. <laughs> let's leave the let's capitalism get- capitalism debate. Let's away. let's let's get away from that stream of lava. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So, just to uh, chuck a, a nail in the coffin, mm-hmm. just one nail. Gervais has got more awards than Chaplin, then. Boom. <laughs> we doing the old uh, old fighter fight, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, but it's just for the fact that. I don't think awards were around. I've just asked you. I don't think awards were around when Chaplin did them. Chaplin didn't need awards, mate. <laughs> Gervais's. The uh, notches on his bedpost was his awards. <laughs> I bet you he's smashing Gervais out of the park. <laughs> Apparently his did room you... is like hundreds. Yes, but Gervais has been with the same woman for many, many, many years. So, you know, who's right there? Faithful versus hundreds. I think that's a win. <laughs> what for Gervais for Gervais yeah oh, okay Absolutely, good yeah. I just wanted to clarify yeah if you if you're that way it's up to you what you want to do I, I think they're both very good at um, uh, reinventing certain things and and this is where I've, I've, I think I've already said it but everything every project Gervais has done is 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 really different to the last you know he did Idiot Abroad which was there's been many many travel shows but that one with Carl Pilkington is some of the funniest, I, 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 I begrudge to say, reality TV. Mm, but certainly it certainly is. It is reality well, reality TV. is it? If, yeah. we actually, if it was actually there at the moment, how real would it be? Or how yeah. would it be staged? Well... It's, again, it's that weird sort of time zone, isn't it? Was it like uh, the late 2000s where the two blended very weirdly? Yeah. Is it reality think, is it not? What's... Does does Gervais just know how to push Carl Pilkington's buttons? Because obviously, I mean, if you've watched the show, you'll know that uh, he's always setting him up for certain things because he knows he won't like it. <laughs> so he knows he knows from a distance he's going to get some good television from yeah. setting his, his friend up to do certain things. Could really say it's cruel in a way, couldn't you? But the thing is, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> is, is is Pilkington much of this sort of monkey that we believe him to be, or is he? he does he know what? He's a not character, isn't he? You can't yeah. quite define him. You can't quite put your finger on what he is. Is he dumb, or is he actually very intelligent and he knows what he's doing? He knows where he's playing. I. Or is he literally just dumb? And Gervais has just seen this sort of like chimpanzee that he knows he can throw in the camera no i I don't is that really happening because that's what's that's the story they're telling yeah but is that reality i think it's a bit of both the merchant gervais and pilkington all sit back in a in a a dark office and go (laughs) we'll keep selling this story (laughs) we'll keep doing yeah and 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 pilkington now she's got really intelligent voice (laughs) there they think we're so stupid (laughs) keep doing it ricky you know what always strikes me is he Gervais is very loyal to his certain trope yes. of actors. Yes. And that they always reoccur. They're always used yeah. in a certain project. I mean, obviously, Pilkington was in Derek as well, wasn't he? Can I, I, just, I wanted to bring up Derek. 
Yeah. For a lot of people, it's just it's a, it's a, it's a something that doesn't quite hit correctly, does it? Yeah. What do you think? I think I've I personally think I've watched it and I thought it's all right. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's pushing some boundaries. Um, but I think he almost he, I think with Javis's writing, he often likes to test boundaries. Yeah. Um, more in the end of extras and it starts to go into this sort of emotional phase. But I yeah. think in Derek, there's some moments where like he's been very brave with his writing and he's sort of tapped into areas that should be very difficult to write about. But I think, I think I'm saying that he, by 2023 standards, it's like you cannot play a character with mental disabilities no matter what. Yeah. But if you go back and watch it, I do think he plays it with a sensitivity. That yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, he, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he demonstrates, if I can remember correctly, that this Derek character is actually one of the nicest characters and it's the other characters in it with yeah. the same minds that are, I know that's not a politically correct term, but yeah, yeah. you know what I'm trying to say, is that these, it's actually there's a sweetness in this man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he pushes the boundaries all the time with his mm-hmm. stuff, I think. Yeah. And he's, he's, I mean, have you seen Afterlife? Yes, I did see it. I think I think that is one of the best pieces of, I would almost call it a comedy drama, really. It's very odd comedy, isn't it? It's very black. Yeah. Very black. Yeah. And it's it's so funny. It's mm. So I mean, it's got one of my one of my favourite comedians is Joe Wilkinson, and <laughs> him playing the postman is just hilarious. <laughs> And the I, guy that's just like complete oddball, if I can describe it. Yeah, way. yeah. And I think one of the funniest things I've ever seen is when he when he asks, I can't remember what Javier's character was called. Andy, Mil- uh, no, Andy Millman's Andy extras. Millman's extras. Yeah. Um, what's his character? I can't remember. And he says, uh, "Oh, can I use your bathroom?" He's like, "Yeah, sure." Who says that? Joe Wilkinson's. Joe pa- Wilkinson's character says that to Ricky Gervais. So Joe Wilkinson's character is the postman, and he asks Ricky Gervais's character, "Can if, I use your bathroom?" Can I use the bathroom? He's like, "Yeah, sure." Like a few minutes go past, and he goes up, and Joe Wilkinson sat in the bath, <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> and he's having a bath, just enjoying himself with a little plastic <laughs> bird just around. I'm assuming, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like in a show that's I, the show that. Can I use your bathroom? Yeah, yeah. he says, "Can I use your bathroom?" He's like, "Yeah, well, <laughs> well I'm using your bathroom." <laughs> yeah. But in a show that tackles um, grief and mortality, <clears throat> to have that level of Quite simple joke, but very, very effective and very, very funny. Yeah. It just, it shows you that he's got both sides of the of the coin really well balanced there. I just want to talk about Gervais for a moment about his... Um, Gervais is my guy. Sorry, but just, I want to just talk <laughs> about his... Um, in a world that is so politically correct. Yeah. Gervais is one of these safeguards to actually pushing back on that. Yeah. And it's okay to have free speech and it's okay to say things. It's okay to disagree with people. Yeah, but I think that that comes back to because he he, he actually respects and listens to other people's yeah. opinions. I mean, it, and again, this harks back to his uh, atheism. Well, he's, think- he's, he's always said, show me. Yeah. Show me the proof and I'll believe. You can be respectful and disagree with somebody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But in today, but I think in today's world, it's like no, you can't disagree with me. Like a lot of people yeah. have that mentality. Yeah. No, you can't disagree with me because I'm offended. And yeah. if I'm offended, then you've done something wrong. No, yeah. let's have a conversation. Yeah, yeah, I disagree with you for a certain reason. Yeah, because I disagree with your ethics. I don't agree with who you are. Yeah, I disagree with your brain, and I'm okay. To, I'm allowed to disagree with you, and it's healthy for me to disagree with you. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, it starts a starts a conversation. If you live about a life that you go through your life where no one can disagree with you, you'll become an absolute monster. Yeah, yeah. you'll just become uh, yeah. the worst human being that's ever existed. You want to you want to push the boundaries all the time. You want to push the so, boundaries, and you want to you, you, and guys, you want to have people around you that do disagree with you. Yeah, the people that just, the people that are around you in your life that just nod and agree with everything you say, they're not healthy for you. They're not your friends. Not at all, no. Your friends are the people that will go, no, 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 and stop you and have that old conversation with you because yeah. they care about you. Yeah. So, I um, couldn't agree more. Yeah. You, you need people who are going to challenge you. And, and I think Gervais is, in, to a degree, is doing that a lot with in the public sphere. He's disagreeing with things and he's going, no, no, no. Like he's, having yeah, he all, he's having these conversations with people on Twitter and stuff like that. And he's like, no. You're, I disagree, and I'm okay. it's okay to disagree with you. Yeah, but I think, it, and this is where he challenges a lot um, going forward with his with his writing and his um, and his TV shows. Yeah, absolutely. So, where are we at with Chaplin? Is he dead yet? <laughs> that was a big swing for my man Chaplin, wasn't it? Right. You want to hear what Chaplin's up to now, dear? Spoiler alert: he, do, he does die in the end. Well. <laughs> Well, well, it took a big swing from Chaplin there, but you know, while Ricky Gervais, Ricky Gervais is gallivanting around in 2010, and you know he's getting his awards and stuff like that, do you know what fucking uh, Charlie Chaplin's doing? What in 2010? I'm assuming no, Charlie Chaplin's doing a hundred years before. <laughs> he goes on a bit of a world tour, right? And he starts he starts hanging around with really famous people. He's seen with Einstein. He oh, hangs out with Gandhi. I mean. Icons, yeah, absolutely. Icons of yeah. history. I Chaplin mean, is with them. They're, they're definitely people we are going to discuss on the comparison podcast going forward. Absolutely, we are. Absolutely, exactly. He goes to the Far East, so he goes on a world tour. Yeah, and he hangs out with these people that go on to. Gandhi said that he'd never seen one of his films when he met him. So Gandhi, when he turned up to Gandhi, Gandhi was probably like, "Who the fuck's this guy?" But <laughs> it's Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this guy. <laughs> um, when he comes back to America, he finds it in the depths of the Great Depression. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Which I think probably just solidifies his hate towards capitalism, capitalism even more. But it is a really interesting thing about Charlie Chaplin um, that I learned watching my documentary, is that one of his, somebody is quoted saying that he was what is actually the only true capitalist they ever met because Charlie Chaplin was very savvy when it came to money and he put his money into bonds and stuff like that to protect his money yeah. from the Great Depression and stuff like that. <laughs> so it's funny, this guy, he doesn't agree probably with the world, the way it works with his, I'm going to stop talking about capitalism in a second. Um, <laughs> but he was, he understood that, I think he admitted, he admires the communist ways, but he, yeah. He understands how to play the American system while he's in America. Well, I mean, yeah, you've, you've got to protect yourself. I think he he was fairly wealthy from like anecdotal things I've I've, I've heard. I think he was fairly well off in in that sort of time period, wasn't he? Yeah. What sort of what sort of net worth are we looking at? Did you look at that? I didn't actually. I think um, for some reason the amount of forty millions come into mind at the time of his. Um, death but that was in a very reservist sort of um charlie chaplin had a net worth of at least a hundred million dollars that's the same that's the same as around 400 million dollars in today's money that's a lot of change it's a lot of change 
I'm going to skip a lot of Charlie Chaplin's life and the fact that I just want to say one thing. Um, he was sort of basically, kind of was pushed out of America because of his communist leanings. Right. Okay. He went to go live in Switzerland. Wow. Well, okay. Yeah. And that's how he lived out the rest of his life, the rest of his days. And um, he was always, he was, but he did come back to America to to receive an Academy Award, I believe. Oh, he did have an award. What? He did get an award for sort of like a Lifetime Achievement Award. Right, okay. Um, but just the last, you know, on my notes, the last thing I want to mention about Charlie Chaplin was, and I thought it was quite interesting, was um, in England he was never, he wasn't sort of ever admired as much as he was in America. Yeah. And someone said, it's a peculiar thing about us English. If he had died a drunk and miserable, we would have adored him, but we will never forgive him for dying happy with his millions in a mansion in Switzerland. <laughs> and I think that's true. We are a bit odd, aren't we? We love the underdog. We don't like to see people too successful. No, really- it's it's a very weird dichotomy is when um, someone from a less privileged background becomes rich and famous. Mm. Like, oh my God, bad guy done good. Or bad, bad girl done good, whichever. And then when they're on top, they tend to get bashed pretty Absolutely. heavily. I'm just thinking about like sort of, for example, anyone listening, if there's a a tennis player, for example, for Britain, yeah. and he was the best player in the world, yeah, he wouldn't be that popular. No. If he was the best player in the world, he wouldn't be that popular in Britain. No, no. But if he's just almost the best, but not quite the best, and we can watch him lose sometimes, we love that shit. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, you know I mean, we like we want that, and it kind of goes with our football teams. If our football team was, say, it won the next five tournaments, we'd lose interest. Yeah. Yeah. But in the difference to say maybe the Americans, they would just love that shit. Like, yeah, 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 win, 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 win. Win, win, win. But All we, we kind of like, we don't like to lose. <laughs> it's, an odd, it's an odd thing. So when did Chaplin die? So I, what were we talking about? Let me check you... my notes. He died at the age of 88 years old in 1977 on Christmas Day morning. Christmas Day morning. He went out with a bang. It going crazy, doesn't it? It's 19, always, always... 1977. So we're in 2023 now. So that's, what, 50 years ago nearly, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah, nearly 50 years ago. So yeah, he was a good age then, yeah. 88. 88, that's a pretty good age for for someone who's been around. Oh, jeez. He was born in the late 1800s. That that's just absolutely mind blowing. Man of another it? time. He was he was yeah. His youth was in Victorian Britain, before I believe television. Before te- yeah, I mean yes. I mean like before the film, the thing that he became famous in didn't even exist. The the acceleration in in the twentieth century is just something that's just absolutely phenomenal. Really, the twentieth century is a phenomenon. Yeah, it's it's. I actually saw saw something today. This is a slight stream, but talking about what I'm talking about is. You look at the clothes people wore in the 60s, right? And then you look at the clothes they wore in the 70s, mm. massive difference. Mm. Clothes they wore in the 80s, difference again. Mm-hmm. 90s, difference again. Since the 2000s yeah. to now, 2023, so we're, we're two decades later, mm-hmm. the clothes haven't changed all that much. Not really. And but you look from the 1800s, late 1800s, when Chaplin was born to when he died in the 1970s. <laughs> How much differences there were! <laughs> Absolutely phenomenal difference in 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 the world, society, 
everything. A lot of people talk about this um, idea of the singularity happening, which is a uh, the moment like AI becomes more popular and like just the world just changes beyond our conception or something like that. Yeah. Was the twentieth cent was the twenty first century? Sorry, the twentieth century was the twentieth century the singularity of humanity. I don't know if you know what the meaning of I'm not. I don't think anyone really understands what this meaning of singularity is. Right. But um, this it was like it was the pivotal moment of humanity where everything just changed. Potentially, like, yeah. To, to 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 become what we are today, and yeah. we probably will be for maybe essentially for the next few hundred years. The the twentieth century was the moment, the, the the turning point, the the flip. It was like potentially the human story. So. I mean, think of we could. T- 20th century is just goes on like yeah it's, 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 it's romantic it's as well when you think about it one of the concepts that always really interests me is how things accelerate and this is this is to do with technology so you look at mobile phones for instance so the first mobile phone comes out it's a brick massive a year later it's a lot smaller mm. and you remember they went down to the really tiny mobile <laughs> so you can barely see them yeah and they start getting bigger and bigger again yes and all of a sudden you've got i mean the latest iphone's just come out hasn't it and you've got a a, a device in your pocket that's it you know i will not want to put a number on it probably a hundred times maybe 200 times more powerful than the first ever computer and it's in your pocket i think you might be underselling that number but yeah. again i don't know either to be honest yeah yeah but you understand the concept i'm talking about what's it's that just old saying about technology ca- the, the calculator can the cal- the modern calculator is more powerful than the computers that sent the people to people to the moon i, I can believe yeah. it yeah sorry what was your point that he was finishing no, my, my point was is is that technology accelerates and accelerates the growth so mm. what's the scale it's like the richter scales uh it's a factor scale isn't it yeah so it doesn't mean it's um, one higher, it means it's double. Yeah. So if, if you've got a technology, then if you get the next one up, it doesn't mean you're necessarily one better. You might be five better or yeah, 10 yeah, better because yeah. yeah. things just get quicker to it. And this was this is what happened with AI. This is completely away from comedy. <laughs> this is what happened with AI is that it will just make things so much faster and, and, and technology will just increase so much better. I think this sort of AI revolution that has been so hot topic for the last several years is it been a lot of hot, lot of uh, hot smoke and um, you well, know, well, no, algorithms I, and everything will take us so far. But at the end of the day, we're all just still human beings. No, because I'll tell you what. Go on. I'll tell you what. This this is a beautiful, very long segue. Do you think within the next year AI will create as a brand new Charlie Chaplin film? that he never even recorded. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. It I think easily it could. I've seen easily some images could. now on Facebook and stuff like that, that, um, and then you, just, then you, then you just find out after the AI. Yeah. And it's like, this is very dangerous territory. Yeah, yeah. Very dangerous. Well, this is, I, I was listening on something when else we, and they we, were we, saying, when um, we get to the point where we can't decide between reality and fiction. Yeah. And everything we look at on our screens is could potentially be made up we are going to be in a very worrying place i was listening to we don't know what fact or fiction is that is not good no not good at all i mean i was listening to something the other day where they were talking about extras are going to be paid uh for one day of filming and then their likeness will be recorded and be able to be used in 
what's it they call it in America? In perpetuity throughout the universe, mm. forever. So basically, so the eye on your face. They'll have the same extra in loads of different films. Oh right, so it's the end of extras. Yeah, and they were, they would have just paid one time. It's one extra would have gone in, done a day's work. I don't know how much they get paid for a day, and that's it. They would be in seven different films. Well, we can just go on beyond, like so. But it'll get to the point where it gets so good that we don't need to pay the lead actors anymore because we've just well, got. This is why they're striking because yeah. they're saying. So the, and the tangent, how far does it go? Well, I don't even need a friend anymore because AI can just talk to me as a friend. Yeah. I don't, definitely. And, and then the, all of a sudden, life is meaningless. This is the whole thing is that AI can... Or is it meaningless? Or is it even better because we can actually live out the lives we all want to live? Um, I'm not sure about that. I mean, th this is where the creativeness of, of Gervais, I don't think, can be recreated by AI. And Could this be created by AI, what we're doing today? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> Without a doubt. I mean, obviously, we've got top bands. But apart from that... <laughs> no supercomputers replacing me. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's, you can you can now ask whichever ones they are, chat GPT or whatever it is. What happens when AI can you do can everything them. better? Well, this is why they're striking in Why America. the hell? I mean, that is going to be absolutely destructive yeah. to people like me. I like to see myself as a creative. I yeah. like to write fiction and stuff like that. I know you like your music. You, yeah, know, yeah. you were passionate about writing music, but in the past, I know I don't know how you are now. What happens when AI can do everything better? Well, this what? is this, is, but just, that, but that's not going to take. That's going to take away the commercial value of a person. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about actually my purpose as a human being. Well, no, because there's so could, many creatives out there. When AI can do every AI can do everything better than us. Well, no, I I, I disagree. Do we with that. lose reason? I disagree with that because. And you know, there's there's people out there who can write better books than you, without sounding like an arsehole. <laughs> but there's people who are out there, shit, mate. yeah. But you know, you look up to Stephen King, for example. Yeah. And that doesn't dissuade you from doing it. Yeah, actually, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you enjoy doing it. I was I was struggling where you was going with that. Um, but yeah, actually, actually, yeah, you've won, uh, me, you've won me over there because, because I mean, I've, it, it, I've refound writing fiction again. Yeah. And as we found this, we've started doing this podcast. It's like, it's got my creative juices flowing again. And it's like, I'm going to pubs at, at the end of work and, I, and I'm, and I'm writing my stories. It's like, it's not just about the end product. It's actually about the process. It's about me going somewhere and expressing myself. Yeah. And I will continue to do it yeah. and I will continue to do it regardless if anyone's ever listening or reading. I mean, it might be hard if you to stomach it if it was written by a computer and you thought it was better than yours. That might be that's a bit of a swing, but because Stephen King swing, um, is uh, <laughs> makes such bad jokes. <laughs> but because because Stephen King's like a person and you admire him, it may be different. Now, if it was generated by a computer, you might go, "Oh, hold on a minute, this is a bit strange." I think also that the fact that the public. The consumers, yeah. If you go right, this podcast was created by AI, or this book, this AI, it'll turn people off. Do you feel like that? Would you feel turned off? I would, I think. Yeah, I think. No, I'm just listening bit, yeah. to fucking a computer speak. Yeah. And then if you said to me, potentially, what? Maybe in 10, 20 years' time, there's going to be this sort of like certification, human human certification. <laughs> it's just the next thing. I mean, like that. Bang, stamp on it. Like, whatever it be, whether it be a piece of, a, a, a painting yeah. or a book or a novel, yeah. a podcast, a film. It's like, 
This was human created. <laughs> Fight back against the robots. <laughs> HM, human made. Yeah. Oh, you know Jesus. I mean? That was a hell of a stream. Um, I don't know where we were with the stories. But, alas, let's try and answer the question we came here to answer. And that is, are your books better than Stephen King? <laughs> <laughs> nah. Do we think Gervais is going to have the same legacy as Charlie Chaplin? Well, I, do you want me to go first? Yeah, go on. I think he will. And I think he's got a body of work that's so diverse and so unique in the... Uh, what's the word? In the topics that he traverses. Well, that's a good word. Traverses. Where did that come from? Have you used that one correctly? <laughs> I don't know. I think you said in another podcast, <laughs> you use the fancy words, but you don't know the actual... <laughs> how to use them in the right context. In the topics that he uh, discusses and that he writes about, I think he's... You know, there's going to be kids watching The Office now. And you know what breaks my heart, I show you? Is that people are going to think the American office is the original. I know. <laughs> well, I don't want to get too much into it, but I was one of the guys that put it off for a long time. I was like, I'm not watching that. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? I had that sort of British sort of snobbery, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I did watch it, and it is quite funny at times, yeah. Yeah. It's all right. I think it goes off the boil a bit towards the end, doesn't it? I've not seen a great deal of it, but I like... It's weird, because watching the first sort of season, it's pretty much like for like. Yeah. Which I found very odd. But the thing is that they have to, don't they? Because it's like, it's like 20 fucking series, isn't it? Something like that. So they have to go, they have to go off like on their own tangents. Yeah, no, no, I get that. But I don't, I don't understand why you'd remake something. So you'd remake an English TV show Mm -hmm. in America. Yeah. And then make it like for like. Well. Just play the English one. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. if you're going to take the concept and say, you know what, I'm going to drip in a couple of the same jokes, yeah, um, but we're going to make it for the American yeah. audience. Why be bothered? Yeah, but expensive thing to do, isn't it? If you could just play the same, thing. yeah, yeah. But maybe they saw the potential cha- to go going further with it, so they had cha- to start it to go wow. further with yeah, it. I don't maybe. know. We're going to change it from Slough to like where is it, Pittsburgh or oh, something? I don't know. <laughs> um, okay. Just another quick mention I wanted before before we end up finishing this podcast is that. Um, the Great Dictator was a film that um, Charlie Chaplin made and um, where he does criticise Adolf Hitler. And uh, it's really funny that it's one of, one of the things that people say about it is um, the man famous for making for making silent films made potentially the greatest speech ever made in yes, cinema. Yes, yes. Is that the one where he's like, you are not man. You might know it You're from the machine. song. You might know it from the song Ironside. Iron Sky. Iron yes. Sky, sorry, by yes. Paolo yes, 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 yes. Oh, yeah. We are not cattle. Yes. We are yes. men. Oh, I can't believe it's taken us an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, to I just thought I'd better get it in there. I just thought I'd better get it in oh, there. Oh, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. funny because this is the thing about history is that when he was making his films, it was a global phenomenon, by the way, The Great Dictator, I think. Yeah. But um, many, many of his films were huge, huge at time, but it's over the... It's the it's the it's the this thing of hindsight we can yeah. all, that made this speech great. Do you know what I mean? 
I don't know. It's a bloody. I mean, no, I'm saying at the time, I'm, I'm, at the time, be, at the time when he made yeah. it, it just blended into the rest of his film. Yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, he's made this film, but it's going when, when we can look back with our, our what we know of history, and then we look back and we look at this film, and we're like, wow. I've I've not seen the film. I only know it from the song Iron Sky. Same, and sometimes when but I do my research, it's like I need to go. I need to go sit down and watch one of these Charlie yeah, Chaplin films, yeah. like just straight through. Get straight through it. Yeah, big problem. Yeah. So. I, are we are we are we gonna draw? So, so are we think, gonna draw? I don't think I actually. Yeah, uh, Gervais, I, I completely agree. I think Gervais is gonna have as big an impact as Charlie Chaplin in in his his name's gonna be etched into history yeah. as much as Charlie Chaplin's. I think he's absolutely massive. I think he's done huge things. I think he has. Yeah, I think he's groundbreaking. He, lo- he loves animals as well. I mean, you can't he hate loves animals, which he animals. doesn't stop talking about. Yeah, we, are, we get it, mate. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, you like animals. You're a good guy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I like a dog as well. I love dogs. Do you know what I mean? Like, we all like animals. Well, I've seen some of your girlfriends. Hey! hey! Absolute zinger. <laughs> Bazinga. No, no, no. In all seriousness, your girlfriends are ugly. No, <laughs> no, no. That's no. why they're exes. <laughs> if your next girlfriend are Kieran Mars, then um, please keep listening to the Comparison Podcast. We really yeah. appreciate everything you have. Yeah. <laughs> Any hate mail, just send it to... <laughs> <laughs> to Jamie, I said I'd never said anything about how you look and your shit looks. <laughs> Can't say that. We go. <laughs> this is the last ten minutes, and we're going off again. No, I can't say. I didn't mean that. That was just too good of a joke to be left on the table. Absolutely. Maybe I absolutely. Should. That's my word. What was your word in the first podcast that you kept that you absolutely? You? I kept saying you kept absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I've got absolutely now. I know. I don't think I've said absolutely. I keep going in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's one of mine as well. Mm-hmm. 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 Always got a hmm. Maybe we'll get a little podcast bingo going or a drinking game. Yeah. Every, t- every time someone says absolutely, it's a show. That could be an interesting <laughs> podcast. We'll say that for the Christmas episode. Yeah, that sounds good to me. We're not too long now. So, so yeah, we're coming to a conclusion. Gervais, Gervais or Chaplin. And I'm thinking, I think they're going to be about the same. I I think we might have to have our first draw yeah which is disappointing <laughs> talking about boxing matches Gervais liked a boxing match have you seen some in his early career like he's done some charity boxing matches and stuff like no, that no 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 I didn't see that no so if Gervais you're listening you probably could have knocked Charlie out but <laughs> but in uh, you know in culture and the zeitgeist we believe that you're probably you um, know you're about you know about the same weight category and probably I've gone to a judge's decision. Yeah. Judge's decision. <laughs> decision. And you've uh, you've drawn the match. I think after an hour and a half of talking about it, I think we're at a draw. Mm-hmm. Which is perfectly fine. You know. I'll take it. You've made some great points and uh yeah. No, I think I think they're both very culturally um exceptional people. I agree. I think they're different for they're obviously massive difference and what Chaplin could have achieved now is is would he achieve much more? Because he did a bloody lot. He really did. Yeah. And he changed a lot. And, you know, we've heard about his, his work raising money for forces and stuff. And, yeah, I mean, could he have done much more? Probably not. Well, I, I, I what th- more did he need to do? The man the man was an entertainer. The yeah. man was an artist. He was, a, and, he, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he put his life work into film. And, wow. What I mean, did he do for film? The way, the, the way he learned to... To 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 address the camera, the way to move, to bring comedy, to like, to show what the camera could do. You know, I this mean, invention of the camera, it can film events. Oh, I'm gonna, 
I'm going to display myself. I'm going to look at the camera. I'm going to interact with the camera. I'm going to make people yeah. laugh. I mean, that, that sort of comedy is kind of timeless as well. And, and yeah. we arced back at it and we're going back now. Is yeah, it 108 bit. million views on YouTube? Uh, I don't know how many views it's got. A film from 1928. But you're looking at... Stands the test of time. Yeah. And, and Will Gervais's work stand the test of time as much as Chaplin's? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it will. Yeah. And I think it will because when people sort of... Yeah, and, and this is probably going to come from clicks and, and little views on YouTube and stuff. We'll see clips and say, oh, yeah, The Office, that's all right. Or, or they'll see something from the extras, likely, or maybe a bit of Afterlife, and they'll go back <coughs> and say, you know what? This guy's bloody talented, and mm-hmm. everything is different, and everything changes. Yeah. He's not sticking to one trope. He's not... He's not found a formula and made it work for sixty nine episodes. Yeah, he's he's done two series of The Office. And yes. like, you know what? I want to do something else. I want to yeah, push. Yeah. I want to push. I want to push. And arguably, you know, The Office, groundbreaking stuff, but quite a straight sort of comedy mm-hmm. about an awkward guy, isn't it? Mm. And extras is taking the people, famous people, making them say silly things. Essentially, it was very funny. Yeah, it very was. funny. And you go to Idiot Abroad. Okay, it's a holiday show, but with an idiot, in air quotes. But then you start getting to Derek, and that's really pushing it. Mm. But he's at a point there where he doesn't care, and he goes to afterlife, and he's really pushing grief and making comedy out of grief. Yeah, yeah. She's just really different things. He wants to test himself. Not necessarily. Yeah. He wants to test, he wants to push the limits. Yeah. Can um, How much longer have we got on our podcast? We've got about three minutes. So we can ramble, or we can just, I just say w- adios. I had one more question. I was just going to have okay. one more question. What's next for Gervais? Uh, I wouldn't even like to think. Do you think he'll shock us with something new, testing the boundaries again? Um, I mean, I don't know where else he, where else you can go. Like, you've you've sort of done disabilities. <laughs> you've done grief. Yeah. I don't know where else you I don't can know where go you know. with it. I did watch his stand-up about a year ago that he'd done recently on Netflix. Oh, okay, yeah. Quite good. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I think he got back into that a little bit. I mean, you can, stand un- up. you can understand it. Yeah, fall back to stand up. You can up. understand yeah. a bit. That was a really terrible joke. <laughs> 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 I won't be doing any stand up. So we settled on a draw. We settled on that they're both legends. Yeah, and they're both going to have some sort of impact going forward. Mm-hmm. All right, I think we're done for episode three. I think we're done for episode three. We're going to be back with episode four. Do we have a idea? Yeah, I think we're going to do a couple of women. Yes, I think so we are. I think we're, we've been talking about this. I think we're going to do Thatcher mm-hmm. and Joan of Arc. Yeah, that's what I hoped as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what you texted me and said, do <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. We used to, we, used to, we used to talking about doing something political because uh, we're both reasonably interested in politics. Um, not that it's easy to be interested in it because it's just awful most of the time. <laughs> But and we 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 was gonna do Thatcher and Bojo, yeah. Boris Johnson. In case you're not down with the kids, <laughs> um, we thought that might be a bit too Tory. Just too much Tory <laughs> for anyone's palate. That's, that's a, a Tory Tory sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna look at do you um, want some Tory with that Tory. Yeah. So we're gonna look at Thatcher and uh, Joan of Arc. Um, who, who are you gonna have? Go on. Let's decide right now on the podcast. We're gonna decide now. Um, well, I, I seem to always be the modern person. Yeah. They're, they're both historical characters in this case. Oh, and I suppose Thatcher's obviously, mo- 
obviously more modern than uh, Joan of Arc. You'll go I'd Joan say, of Arc, yeah? I'll go Joan of Arc, yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're going to get on your soapbox about Thatcher. <laughs> and I think I'm going to enjoy that. I think the listeners are going to enjoy that. Yeah. If this the, is what we've got the comparison listeners. podcast. An hour and a half of Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> wow, come on. Get tuned in. <laughs> and we'll just have a little uh, five-minute segment at the end saying, yeah, Joan of Arc, she was all right. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's going to be... I think that's going to challenge us, actually, because they're both quite... Um, like they're quite different as I well. I know very little about Joan of Arc. I mean, yeah, I, I know practically nothing, so... I'd say the same. Um, I think my kids are watching a... There's this really good uh, show on uh, Netflix, which does historical people, and it's... Um, they sort of... They take two people and they talk about what they did and stuff, and they're like, I think Joan of Arc's on one of that. No. But that's by the by. Are you gonna? Is that going to be part of your research? <laughs> I'm watching with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, every day's All right. Day. Let's sign off um, and hopefully, if you've enjoyed it, just uh, tune in for the next episode. And uh, we've obviously got a couple episodes out already. So this is episode three. We've got episode one, which was Elon Musk versus Leonardo da Vinci. Episode two was John Lennon versus Harry Styles. And this has been episode three and we're going to be back with episode four. So anyway, thank you for listening. If you made it this far, thank you. Thank you very much, guys. It's been a pleasure. Bye. Goodbye.